Let's just say they're not Villanova quality. They're not. Did you see that game last night? Oh, yeah. Whoa. What did they end up being? Uh, oh, hey, I'm Tom Schwartz. Did you introduce me? I can't remember. I was so Mr. Tom there. Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you very much. And that was Mr. Russell Bly. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. And next to him is our point of attack, Josh McGee. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Welcome back, Tom. Oh, man. it's You know, it's funny to be, uh, I was supposed to be away a week. And I ended up being away two weeks, and it seems like a really long time. A lot has happened in the soccer world. Bas- mm-hmm. We have actually have a basketball guest, basketball-oriented guest. What's the gentleman's name? Is it Nick Elam? Elam, yeah. Elam something like that. Yeah, yeah Elam. And, he, and he's got a way to end the interminable end of basketball games. Russell, do you ever watch basketball? Once in a while. You know how they play. They sometimes, it. yeah. They can Whenever go there's on the New Zealand guys. Yeah, because. No, I, I, there is a New Zealand guy. I don't even watch. I don't, sorry, I don't even watch the Thunder, so. Oh, should, I should God. be. I should be watching. Well, playoffs Steven. start on the 15th, right, Josh? Yep, they're coming up. I love the NBA playoffs. We could still ask our guests who his favorite football team is. Well, sure we can. If he doesn't have it. Wait, the, the cool thing about our guest is uh, that he worked, in addition to all this uh, academic kind of stuff he's done. He worked as a member of the ground crew, I believe it's Cincinnati. Yeah, the Reds. Yeah, how cool is that? Because my brother-in-law, John Cosgrove, you know, Cosgrove and Associates, have you ever heard of them? They're famous. Yeah, infamous more likely, but, you know. Uh, John was a member of the St. Louis Cardinal ground crew, and John has some unbelievable stories. (laughs) But also, Uncle John could take our kids to the ballpark and let them, like, hang out in the dugout mm-hmm. and run the bases and stuff. And so later, when we took our kids, uh, and, okay, kids were sitting in a, the box seats, yep. right? And Amy says, uh, th- this isn't like Uncle, where Uncle John takes us. Well, where does he take you? Down there in the dugout. And I said, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> happy Easter. Oh, happy Easter. Mm-hmm. He has risen. No, I like Semana Santa. In the Latin cultures, you get Holy Week. And we were in uh, Segovia, uh, Spain, a little town outside of um, uh, Madrid. Really cool. They've got a castle and a fort and all that stuff. During Semana Santa. And they had the 500th anniversary of what? Guess. Who can guess? 500th anniversary of? 
Yeah, think of guys in robes and torture. And the Inquisition. The Spanish Inquisition. And it was unbelievable. I've never seen so many people in robes. A Monty, Python, a Monty Python sketch just about sprung to mind there. Oh, yeah, exactly. It was, but, I mean, t- you talk about being impressive. You know, they were just celebrating the, the glories now, of the now, Inquisition. Four years ago, I was in Florence on, yeah. oh. on Easter. And yeah. on Easter Sunday, they have this parade with led by an oxen. They pull this huge cart loaded up with fireworks into the square in front of the Duomo. Yeah. And at the end of the Mass, they fire out this uh, this dart out along a wire that's got that starts up the fireworks. And there's this huge daytime fireworks display in the wow. square in front of it. It's loud. Yeah. Loud as heck. Which isn't what you would think about no. Florence. And Florence is so cultured and beautiful and wonderful. Have you forgotten the culture historical? No, no, I haven't. What is that? Why don't you that's remind the, That's our... the pugilistic battle that actually is a game now, played between the four quarters of Florence. It's in, the in, closest. In June. You you know, you know our sponsors of this segment. Uh, who is that? I mean, a lot of Monday Night Basketball, yeah. I think that the, what did you call it? The Pugilistic. No, but the actual name. Oh, uh, Calcio Storico. Calcio Storico, which is just literally a, have you ever seen that, Josh? No. It's a flat-out fight with a ball. Two teams. Somehow they figure out a way to make a score attached to it. Yeah. The winner, but. Yeah, you throw it in a, in, a, in a basket, which is the length of the. the you just have to get it over this wall within a, yeah. gap, a gap not much bigger than the, the size are of the ball. It's like UFC with a ball. Yeah, with, basically. I mean, just show, show guys. Bare hands. Each bare, other, hands. bare hands. Nice. Beating each other till, till the other guy goes, okay, all right. And then First aid coming on while out, the game's going on. And then they're out of the competition. <laughs> yeah. And the other guys are just beating the heck out of each other. It is something else. It's been going on for hundreds of years, years though. Yeah, so. and once again, and, and it's is it at, that in the Central Plaza, Piazza del it, whatever? No, no, it's in uh, Santa Croce, Piazza Santa Croce. Oh, that's a nice one though, right? Yeah, in front, right, in front, right under Dante's nose the yeah. statue. Yeah, wow. You talk about primitive, and one of the most cultured cities. Talk about culture. We went to uh, Bel- well. I'll tell you what. Let's go to break uh, because we've. Uh, uh, we've used up our time before the break. Yeah, we pulled yeah. a rude joke. <laughs> used up most of our time. Oh yeah, because look, right on the schedule it says Battle of Belgium. We, so this, we must hear about that. We must hear about that. All right. You are listening to STL United Soccer Sunday on AM five ninety, and we will be right back after this short break. Coming to me. For all of your eye care needs, see Dr. Michael Jones at Quantum Vision Centers, 1-866-260-EYES. Dr. Jones is a longtime friend of the press box and practices complete eye care in the metro area. From routine eye exams to LASIK and custom cataract surgery, Dr. Jones can get it done for you. He is board certified in ophthalmology and assistant professor at St. Louis University. He sees patients at several locations in the St. Louis area, 1-866-260-EYES. And when you call in, tell him Frank Cusimano sent you. Hi, I'm Ryan Kelly. Buying a home is the American dream, and no one deserves that dream more than the brave men and women who have fought hard to protect our great nation. At Hero.Loan, you can purchase a house with no down payment, 14-day closing, 
I'll pay for your appraisal, and we do all the VA paperwork for you. And to make it even easier, we'll pre-approve you the day you call in. If you're VA eligible, the only loan program you should be looking at for your home purchase this year is Hero.Loan. That's Hero.Loan, the new way to VA. The Home Loan Expert, LLC. Napa know-how. You can tell a lot about a person just by looking at their lawn. So if you man your own mower, Napa has select lawn and garden batteries for just $21.99 with exchange. That's right, just $21.99 to uphold your good name and show the neighbors what a quality cut really looks like. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, offer expires 4 I'm a one-trick pony, literally. I show up at kids' parties and act cute. That's pretty much it. So excuse me for being bitter when Geico says not only could we save you money on car insurance, but we do more, like give you 24-7 access online, over the phone, or even via our award-winning mobile app. Well, ooh-la-la, aren't they multi-talented? Hey, I said organic carrots. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Welcome back to Soccer Sunday. This segment is brought to you by Cosgrove & Associates, offering comprehensive research, evaluation, and strategic planning services. Find them at cosgroveandassociates.com. Tom? Thank you, Russell Bly. You know, we're going to talk about Belgium, and I wanted to say that's where we were uh, last week. Beautiful. If you get a chance to go, I'm uh, one night... We were having beers. They didn't have food at this place, uh, at this tavern. You know, a nice tavern. You could tell it was old. So I say to the guy, hey, uh, when was this established? 1250 A.D. Hmm. I mean, and, and it's clean. Has it been in the family the whole time? Uh, I doubt that. I mean, geez, there, there have been several uh, revolutions to deal with, I would imagine, since then. Church started 1831. But I, I just... Realize there are certain things I have to I have to address because I have them written on my log. First off, is the guy in Venezuela? I think it is Madura. This it will interest you as a, as a um, mathematician, Russell. He figured out how to solve inflation. You take three zeros off the currency. Yep. And it solves the problem. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. It has never been done before. But, well, <laughs> well, because no one has ever been as brilliant as he is. Okay, that's one thing. The other thing is what have I been comparing to – this is a real test for, for, for long-time listeners. What have I been comparing the World Cup in Russia to for the past uh, five – ever since we learned that they bought it? You have five seconds. Nah, yes, sir. The Putin Cup. The Putin Cup, but what historical What's he comparing it to? Uh, what historical, historical reference that you can think of where a dictator essentially ran a country and invaded other? Yes, Russell. Are you referring to the 1936 Olympics? The Berlin Olympics, where Hitler was sitting up in his box and you know taking congratulations and all this stuff. Now these guys are killing people in lovely little towns in England. Well, okay, that's a whole another. But anyway, Boris Johnson, I heard who is. Is kind of a lunatic, so it's in pretty good kind with me. Of, but he is the foreign secretary, and he was the mayor of, of London, which he is was. no small job, uh, and a very successful, uh, probably from taking Russian money to for the real. I don't know about that, 
but as what is he now the foreign secretary? Foreign, yes. Basically, equivalent secretary of state said the exact same thing. He compared it to the to the Berlin Olympics. Why are you looking at me like that? Obviously, obviously you speak with him regularly. Oh, on a regular, or he listens to the show. The other is psychographic. What does that mean, Russell? So lie detectors. I don't know. I just heard somebody say that on the radio, and I thought, wow. Do you have any idea? I don't know. A picture of the mind or something like that? I don't know. If Edmundo were here, he would know. A psychographic. I think it has something to do with the whole Facebook discussion that uh, that everybody's having right uh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's, the, it's a bit bigger than lie detection. The yeah. other thing, the other things, a couple other things. Yesterday, noon, turn on Channel 2 on your regular TV with an antenna, no cable, no nothing. What do you get? Fox on Fox, Channel 2, St. Louis, Missouri. Russell at noon yesterday. Good grief. Not the news? Not the news. Not, no, 12 no. o'clock Saturday, noon Saturday. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I, I know. Okay, what was it? It was uh, Der Klassiker. Der Klassiker, which is? Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund. Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund Force. is on Channel 2 at noon. Not even on Fox Soccer. On Not Channel on 2, Fox Big Fox. On no, you just buy a TV, plug it in the wall. Yeah. You get mm-hmm. Roseanne or whatever the hell you get in the news. And you get now at noon on Saturday, Der Klassiker. Yep. And, and, and such a close game it was. I don't know, it was like 12 nothing or something. <laughs> no, you're halfway, you, you doubled the score. That's pretty much it. It was 6 0? It was 6 0. Well, at least <laughs> no. it was sort of close. And then after that on the on Fox, the same in the afternoon, 2 2 30, was uh, El Trafico. LA Galaxy oh. versus LAFC. Oh, is that what they're calling it? That's what they're calling it. Oh, I, so that's spe- what we're calling it. With a spectacular two goal debut. Zlatan had two? He yeah. had one from 40 yards, 40 yards. Oh, my to God. tie the game, and then he had one in to win it. Yeah. He's the kind of guy who can really just make things happen obviously and he's mm-hmm. playing a league several leagues down from his last encounter with uh manchester united but still 36 coming off an acl injury i mean he came right off the bench and i love him changed it so it, it, ain't, it ain't bragging if you could do it nope you know like if carmel anthony could actually lead a team to victory and not be on the bench in the fourth quarter and not be crying you know then then you could tolerate it all right okay what is oh so then I said, well, you know what? It's 5 nothing in the 15th minute. I'm going to switch over and see what's on Channel 4. Channel 4, God knows what they're probably selling investments or something, much like this show. So I'll switch to Channel 5 on my TV that I just bought at Best Buy for like $12, plugged into the wall, and I turn it to Channel 5. What do you think I would see on Channel 5? Well, yesterday you got the Everton versus Manchester City match. Who won that game? Man City, as no. usual. What, 12 nothing or? 3-1. Uh, 3-1. Oh, it was, actually, it was close. Okay, so here's what I'm saying. This is how much this sport has penetrated our, our just general. It blew my mind. I know it's happened last year, but I, I hadn't really been paying attention this year. And I thought, oh, my God, we have come so far in terms of. The the under because anybody who has any a brain in their head knows that maybe you weren't well you were seeing Bayern Munich which mm-hmm. is one of the top teams in the world and everybody talks about Borussia Dortmund but they're not really 
Besides Pulisic, I don't know if people really get too far into what they're doing. And they don't have any Belgians. You got to have some Belgians on your team if you're going to be any good. Well, they got Batshuayi now. Oh, really? From Chelsea. Yeah, he's been doing really good. Oh, see. That's so they got one at least. It's trying to tell you. But yes, sir. your point is, this is all oh. happening in the vacuum of the U.S. not going to the Putin Cup. I in mean, the, it's happening the, anyway. Right, it's happening anyway. Yeah. And I'll bet you they get, you know, I mean, think about it. They're competing for an audience that everybody said doesn't exist until. It did. Oh, it was. It does. Begging. It was there anyway. Yeah. Right. Just, well, think about it just from yesterday, from a selfish standpoint, not from a going the game standpoint. But yesterday, the Final Four was happening. Right. And on TBS, they had pregame shows for hours up until then. Which well, are, what are you gonna awful. Do? Right. But what are you going to do to compete with the big sporting event of the day? You're going to have sports on the rest of the part yeah. of the day to take it away. I think of it from an NFL perspective when the Premier League is just starting going. NBC has no football on for the entire day until the nighttime. Yeah. So they're losing viewership to Fox and CBS. But what do they do on Sundays? They have a couple Premier League games. Yeah. Kick off the ratings. Yeah. So, I mean, it's genius, at least on their part, to just have them on. Well, it, it's certainly recognition. And, and Ted's not here, so be remiss not to mention there was also a women's game yesterday afternoon on Lifetime. Is, mm-hmm. is that where he is at the... Uh... Um, I don't know. I just assumed that you gave to him whatever you had. No, yeah, had to replace somebody. No, he had. Ted is suffering something that's going around at work, and thankfully he spared us of that. Okay, so I I hit all of the. Get uh, well soon, Ted. Do you have any questions? Yeah, Ted, get better, man. Uh, any questions about Belgium? That was very in depth about the Belgium, I must say. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. going to tell us a bit more. Well, it, it's it really is beautiful. I've been to Brussels once for a, you know just a short stay in in the center of town, and oh man, 20 years ago, I didn't find it so impressive. Well, what I found out about Brussels, Brussels is a combination of Paris and Vienna. It, it, it Vienna is is small and really out of the way. The buildings are magnificent i mean they're they're built on a a, a tr- you understand what imperial means when you go there and you see these buildings oh, oh that's imperial i mean these people had a lot of money for a long time right vienna paris unbelievable but it's also a mismatch you know i mean there are there are different different there are different areas that are 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 grand but nobody fixed up Belgium recently they started fixing them up. I mean, you go to the central square, you know what the the biggest the thing they choose, a uh, Brussels chooses to be the represent. Like we've got the arch, right? Uh, New York. I don't know what you think of the Statue of Liberty or or, or, or whatever the Golden Gate Bridge. They have the mannequin piss, which is a little yep. boy taking a leak. Mm-hmm. And it, the statue is what? What is that? About two feet tall. Yeah. They make a really big feet. deal, but everything, yeah. everywhere, they're selling mannequin piss. If you, you know, you ask somebody, "How do I get to something?" They look at you and they go, "Mannequin piss." Oh, that's right over here. You know, it's but it's just a little bitty mm-hmm. statue. Mm-hmm. And then they change. The first time we were there, it was it was International Boy Scouts Day, so they dressed it in a Boy Scout uniform. And a guy told us, "Oh no, they they have." It wasn't the Boy Scouts who did that. They have a whole wardrobe for this cat, uh, and that's their whole, you know, piss off. I guess is their their city motto. But it is it, that it is a beautiful city, and they've regolded. Like if you go to the Central Grand Place, I think they call it regilded. Regilded. Thank you. I'm sorry. Why are you laughing at me? See, that's why people don't like 
Kiwis is that you're always making fun of us. You've got that subtle kind of, <laughs> yeah. But you know, you're probably right. Gilded, thank you very much. Did for you that see term. Antwerp? I uh, did not see Antwerp. Yeah, I was just curious. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like Antwerp is a half hour by train. We went to Ghent, so now mm-hmm. we went to Brussels. I mean, um, uh, uh, Bruges. Okay. You know, because of the movie uh, a while ago. And Bruges is, like, really unbelievable, beautiful. But it's a small town. Ghent is an actual city about 30 miles outside of Brussels that is beautiful. I mean, once again, they've regilded. I guess, maybe they, they didn't have the problem. But for me, the key going to Europe, because uh, I like the architecture, et cetera, is try to go to places that the Germans didn't bomb or that the uh, Allies didn't bomb. You know, we bombed Germany. They bombed uh, the other places. The other thing. Oh, here's a, here's a travel tip I, I learned, unfortunately learned on this. was reminded of because I forgot. Do not, if you have any choice, do not transfer international flights in London. It, because it's just an extra time you have to be treated like a piece of garbage. I mean, you are treated like a piece. Of, they're, they're, it's polite handling of garbage. But you're still garbage. And, you know, you're tired after flights and all that stuff. It doesn't matter. You're going to go through uh, and you don't have TSA, which is how do people live without that? So this is uh, Heathrow? Heathrow. you got to get on a bus. You land. <laughs> you got to go through the customs, get on a bus, go through security. And London security ain't St. Louis security. You know, they are, you know, it's. They've been at it for longer. Oh, and they've, they've, they've got much more serious problems than we do. Right, let's go to break because uh, we want to hook up with our guest and uh, talk about basketball. Sounds good. Stay with us on, on AM590 after these messages for more of STL United Soccer Sunday. Paladin, Paladin, where do you roam? Paladin, Paladin, far, far from home. Have gun, will travel, reach the card of a man. A knight without armor in a savage land. Don't miss Macy's men's designer suit event. With 70 to 85% off best-selling wardrobe essentials. Like Tommy Hilfiger wool suiting, just $119.99. Find the designer names and styles you want in suits, sport coats, and dress pants. $29.99 to $149.99. And complete your look with dress shirts and ties, just $19.99. Upgrade your style at Macy's Men's Designer Suit Event, in-store and at Macy's.com. Savings up sale prices, exclusions apply. Okay, Ben Maller here. This is a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, and in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I am out of time. 
Get a true cinematic experience with the Dell XPS 13 powered by 8th Gen Intel Core processors and featuring new Dell Cinema technology. With Dell Cinema, you'll get incredible color, immersive sound, and smoother streaming so you can bring all your binge-worthy shows to life. It's everything you love about the big screen, now on your laptop screen. Because if it's made for a cinematic experience, it's made for Dell. Visit Dell.com or call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Hi, I'm Jason Greer of Greer Tank and Welding in Fairbanks, Alaska. We get some pretty tough conditions here, like wind, snow, and extreme cold, which is probably why the Post-it Notes folks came and gave us a bunch of their new Post-it Extreme Notes to test out, and they didn't disappoint. I've stuck them on all sorts of rough surfaces, like brick, wood, and concrete. And I have to say, these things really help me communicate with my team on the job. Post-it Extreme Notes, water-resistant with Durahold paper and adhesive. They're tailored for tough. to Soccer Sunday. This segment is brought to you by Cup of Nations, striving to connect people of different cultures, races and ethnic groups through soccer. Thomas? Oh, thank you, Russell. I, somewhere I have written down and I and typically I can't find it. <laughs> A lot of pressure here. Is uh, Cup of Nations. Josh, do you know when that trivia contest is? I believe it was April 21st. I don't want to be too off on that, but I'm pretty sure okay, that's what the first said. correct. Maybe maybe at some point you can check in and yeah. we can remind folks when the trivia contest is. All right. Well, I am pleased. I believe we have on the line with us Mr. Nick Elam. Nick, are you there? I'm here. Did Happy I pronounce your name correctly? Elam. Elam. Okay, Nick, I'm a huge basketball fan. Josh, you're a pretty big fan, right? I am. Yeah. And you have... You you actually have a, an ex, what is it the Elam experiment or what do you call it? Well, for the longest time, I've called this the hybrid duration format, uh, which isn't such a zippy name. But the but the reason I called it the hybrid duration format is that it's uh, the concept that you would play most of a game with a game clock and play the final portion of the game without a game clock. So it's part timed and part untimed. But uh, the basketball tournament, which is an annual event broadcast on ESPN each summer. Uh, they adopted this format last year, 2017, and renamed it the Elam Ending. Elam Ending. Okay, I, I I didn't write that down. You know, I was thinking. I I read some. <coughs> I got excuse me. Um, I was a little bit confused when I first started reading, but then as I read more about it, it made more sense to me because it occurred to me what you're really do, it. Everybody knows the problem at the end of the game is that the, the constant stuff. Well, you explain it. Well, well, you you were starting to get into it there, that uh, the quality of play really becomes very warped and it really deteriorates. It's, a different, like it's not the same game. It is right, not exactly. the same so, sport. So it's uh, so that's a problem that you start to wonder, well, what are we even really proving here by the, by the proceedings of that last minute? And uh, maybe an even bigger problem is not just that it's so unnatural, but just that it's, can be kind of boring. You've got really big games or really good, close, uh, crisp games that just uh, end up fading out with a whimper. It's a problem, and it's a problem. Uh, you don't have to take my word for it. The NBA and the NCAA, they, they've tried to address this going back to the 1950s. And uh, one of the most common solutions that you hear proposed is, well, maybe you just 
uh, punish the fouling team more harshly, uh, give the, the team that gets fouled the option of taking the ball out of bounds or getting one shot and keeping possession, something like that to make fouling less appealing. The problem with that is that uh, you're really just taking the trailing team's only option, and which isn't a very good option to begin with, just handing away free points, and you're making it less appealing now. So what you actually – and you're not giving them a better alternative. So what you might actually end up with if you do that is more fouling and fewer comebacks than what we see uh, late in games. So uh, the idea was you, you look at all these things that happen late in games, and not just the fouling, but the fact that the leading team, um, they're stalling and going into a very passive yeah. offense. Yeah. Uh, the trailing team, you know, they're, they're chucking up uh, these horrible shots. Yeah. A lot of times the most important possession of the game uh, turns into a blooper reel. All these things, um, you, you look at it, and it's all an effort to manipulate the clock. And so the idea was, well, maybe you just, if you just got rid of the clock at the end of the game, maybe you could uh, continue to have a, a more palatable style of play all the way through the end of the game. Okay, here's what I have to interject here because, uh, you know, I guess a lot of people's first reaction is, oh, my God, how can you, how can you change the game? No, you're trying to keep the game the same. And here's what it's like. It's like pickup basketball. Rarely in pickup basketball do you play a clock. You play a point total, right? It's games exactly to 15, right. twos and threes, exactly games to 21, right. twos and threes, games to 10 by twos, whatever whatever the game is, you establish it's point-based. The, the first team to reach that goal wins. And I, I couldn't. I, like I said, I had a little difficulty at first understanding the the concept, but when that clicked in, I thought, well, of course that's the way to do it, because it's, yeah, it's, I'm sorry, it's go ahead. So cool. Well, it's so cool because um, yeah, I really think it has kind of a throwback appeal to it, just a kind of a very stripped down appeal. Um, you know, first when you think about the idea, it sounds like it's from outer space, but then you realize, oh, you've been playing basketball without a clock for generations all around the world. That's how most of us learned to play basketball. It was just like you said, on the playground or at the gym, um, playing to a, to a certain target score. And that's that's the idea here. And what you don't see in those pickup games, you don't see the, the quality of play deteriorate late in games. You see a, a pretty much a... Improve, actually. Some, because some players will improve. Well, let me give you my personal ex- example. Um, I... I play basketball on Monday nights with a bunch of guys much younger than me who allow me to show up and go through the motions, and I, and I love them for it. Uh, at one point, we actually hit, used a clock because we had so many people we had to limit, you know, because if you say 15 on, on a night that, 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 you know, the average shooting percentage is about, oh, 9%, uh, they can take a while, right? Uh, yeah. But if you got a clock, the game's over. But then the, when you got a clock like that, you don't stop it, right? It just right. it runs, and the, the, it's, it's, it's essentially the same. I think it's a brilliant – I think it's a brilliant – Josh Josh and I were talking. What do you think about it? You're a basketball fan. It's definitely innovative, and I think that there is obviously a problem just from a fan perspective, but I don't know how much the players enjoy the stop and start. I mean, players are like to be in a flow. I mean, like be creatures of habit and to have a game just – kind of go helter-skelter there at the end. I think it'd be something that they look into. I was wondering about, uh, Nick, if I can just interject with you here real quick, the feedback that you got from the basketball tournament, because I was reading the article about from that Zach Lowe wrote about you in this experiment, and it had some quotes from some pretty esteemed members of 
the NBA, but I was wondering uh, if you've heard anything back from them or from the players of that tournament, what they thought of uh, your experiment. Well, so, you know, just I was able to attend that event. It was in uh, Philadelphia last June. They played 11 games over the course of a weekend. Uh, They're all in the same venue. So I was right there at the scorer's table uh, hearing, you know, a lot from from the players, from from coaches, from the officials, from from all different stakeholders, and, and for me, uh, most importantly, the organizers of the event because they were the ones taking the chance on this idea, and uh, so I really wanted it to come through for them. And, and it was really positive feedback all around. And from the players' perspective, um, you know, it was as soon as they got into it, you, you, I heard I heard this um, articulated by some of the players. Was, was like, oh, this is this is just like pickup basketball now. This where it's like, oh, we we get this, yeah, like we get this concept. It's you're just playing to a target score, and it, it seemed very familiar to them. And what was really cool is that you know, without that clock for the final stretch of the game, if you're in the lead, there's no incentive to go into a stall off. Right. You keep playing assertively. Right. Um, if you're if you're playing defense, you don't have to hand away three points now at the foul line. You can really uh, get into really just a lockdown defense, and we saw that that was really cool was the defense ramping up. So um, the uh, the organizer of the, of the event, of TBT, his name is John Mugar, he had a cool analogy of comparing, you know, once you get to that uh, four-minute mark and you shut off the clock and now you're playing to that target score, it, the, the feel of it was almost like seeing um, all the – competitors taking that final turn at the, at the yeah. Kentucky Derby or something like that, that yeah. final sprint to the finish. Uh, so it was, it was really cool, and um, it did get positive feedback all around. And what was exciting is that I actually had the opportunity to speak about the concept at the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference uh, in, in February of 2018. So that was an exciting opportunity. Two, pro- two problems I see with it, though I, I have to be honest, who are going to be against it? Coaches? Because the, the the game has become way overcoached, which is why probably the the players like it. And the other, well, I'm three now. Uh, betters, because they'd have to come up with a whole different, you know, because they know now they know the at 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 some point they know the total. So all of, I guess I could still bet on other stuff, but that would seem to me as well. We got to come up with something different. And third, advertisers, because the the end of the game this to me what you're talking about is only part of the problem of uh the network i mean how many commercials can you watch to find you know i i I run out of patience i just a lot of times i turn the game off because i just can't watch all those commercials because you know the coaches are have employed this strategy that you described uh what do they used to call it hack-a-shack right 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 and uh i'm sorry go ahead well, so there's. Uh, I don't want to. It's a multi-part question there, but I, and by the way, you don't. Uh, you don't. You never have to apologize for for scrutinizing the idea. Believe me, I've, I've done that uh, every which way for a number of years now, trying to figure out. Um, you know, hey, what what is the what's going to be the fatal flaw to this? And, and still, after all these years, I, I can't see what a fatal flaw would be. But you mentioned uh, coaches, betters, and advertisers. So let me address those. Uh, for coaches, I think this would actually. I think they would actually uh, enjoy it. Because, uh, you know, once you get to really a certain part of the game and certain scenarios currently, there really is, um, you don't really have any options. You know what you have to do on defense. You just have to foul. And you, um, you have very limited options. I think this would actually be 
caused the, the birth of some new exciting strategies late in games, almost like an arms race there for betters and for the for the um, gambling industry. I think they've always found ways to stay <laughs> one step ahead of of the uh, betting public, and I think this will just give them another way to stay ahead of the betting public. I think you could have some interesting prop bets when it comes to because you know that every game's going to end with a make. Um, so that oh, mean, I hadn't thought um, of that. You know, Every game is that's exactly that's yeah, it. That's on game-ending shots, and yeah. uh, that way everybody who has a you know has a bet on it is going to keep watching all the way through to the end. And from an advertiser standpoint, you know there is a there is a tipping point, and, and you mentioned that, and, and the NCAA and the NBA have acknowledged that in recent years, where they have actually uh, reduced the number of timeouts late in games because it, it has reached past that tipping point, and so uh, there are. Also, when you look at um, where I think is the right time to cut off the clock, it's at the four-minute mark for college basketball, the three-minute mark for NBA. Those happen to be the last media timeouts. Uh-huh. So you're still going to do all your media timeouts in. And for that last part of the game, uh, you, you might see slightly fewer timeouts taken, but uh, broadcasters don't always go to a commercial during those timeouts. A lot of times that's just dead air. So fewer timeouts wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. And – you know, broadcasters always come up with uh, creative ways to get that uh, commercial inventory in, and they're doing it now where you're seeing more, uh, even during uh, trips to the foul line earlier in the game or just quick breaks earlier in the game without going to a full uh, break. Right. They're having a quick, like, 10-second ad, something like that, some way, that some more uh, palatable way to get in that advertising time. They'll always figure that out. So I don't see any of those wow. uh, necessarily as a fatal flaw. In fact, I think it kind of creates this uh, interesting arms race to figure out what's the new innovation to it. Um, I think, and especially when it comes to that, knowing that every game is going to end with the, uh, with the, sh- with the swish of a net, yeah. I think we're just going to be absolutely addicted to the images and the sounds and the traditions and the trivia that go along with all those walk-off shots. I, I, I had not thought about it, but yeah, every game ends. And that's the, I got to tell you as, as a long time, I mean, I played pickup basketball most of my, well, I've played it over 50 years. Uh, and uh, it is that, that's part of the appeal. You know, if you think about oh, yeah. it, that for the player, it's like, oh, man, maybe I can hit that walk-off shot. God, that, that, that to me even makes it more brilliant. Hey, well, let me, let, me, let me address that uh, even more, uh, a little deeper here, because uh, you know, earlier in the NCAA tournament this year, we finally saw a 16 beat a one. UMBC defeated Virginia. We've been waiting our whole lives to see that game every year, wondering is this going to be the year that it finally happens? And it did, and it happened in a very unexpected fashion where they won by 20 points. It was just this jaw-dropping, surprising victory. And I, I thought it was really thrilling to watch it as it happened um, because it just was so unexpected. But now that a little bit of time has passed, and, and I think especially as, as time goes on, I'm not really sure I'm going to be able to remember one specific play or scenario from that historic game. That historic game deserved some sort of a signature moment to carry on. And if we knew that at least even in a blowout game, the game's got to end with the swish of a net, yeah. that would have given us one moment that we could latch on to forever to remember that's the moment that a 16 finally beat a one. Hey, hey, Nick, we got to go to break. Uh, you want to hold on for another segment, or you want to wrap it up now? No, I'm, I'm here. I can do it as long. All right, cool, cool. Because I, I, I think we're in a, a golden generation of basketball, uh, particularly in the NBA right now. And I agree. 
Okay, great. We'll, we'll talk about that when we come back. All right, don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages with more of <laughs> STL United Soccer Sunday on AM590. Macy's Men's Designer Suit Event with 70 to 85% off best-selling wardrobe essentials like Tommy Hilfiger wool suiting just $119.99. Find the designer names and styles you want in suits, sport coats, and dress pants $29.99 to $149.99 and complete your look with dress shirts and ties just $19.99. Upgrade your style at Macy's Men's Designer Suit Event in-store and at Macy's.com. Savings up sale prices, exclusions apply. When things come out of left field, having a game plan can help make a difference. Farmers Insurance has been providing practical insurance knowledge for more than 89 years. Talk to an experienced farmers insurance agent today and find out about insurance options so you can get the coverage you want. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find simple, practical insurance knowledge at Farmers.com. That's Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Our friends at Show Me Foundation Repair are reminding Americans to stand tall and show support to the brave men and women of our U.S. military who fight for our country's freedom and American way of life. This salute is from Show Me Foundation Repair, our area's most trusted foundation repair expert, backed by over a decade of experience for epoxy injections, carbon fiber straps, drain tiling, blowing walls, piers, and much more. Call today at 636-495-9170. That's Show Me Foundation Repair, proudly standing tall for our troops and veterans, their professionals. Who care? Do you love local craft beer? If so, you'll enjoy Kirkwood Brewhouse, where they offer 26 beers on tap and beer-themed menu items as well. Located in Green Tree Plaza off Manchester and next to our studios, Kirkwood Brewhouse is the perfect hangout for any sports fans or lemming. Soccer Sunday. This segment is brought to you by the Pasta House, powered by Pasta, supporting St. Louis soccer forever. Drop in and tell them you heard about them on the radio and that Kim Tucci was the best guest we ever had. Just ask him, Tom. I did the other day, and he reminded me how he was the best guest ever. You know, Kim would enjoy this conversation with Nick uh, Elam of the Elam Effect. Russell, you got a couple of questions. I did have a couple of questions. You there, Nick? Yes. So um, so you mentioned that the optimal time to, to sort of cut the score off and, and go to a target score is either three or four minutes. What, what have you found is the optimal target score then? Is oh, okay, great. A great question. So, yes, and again, to back up, again, the idea is just in a nutshell, you play most of the game with a clock and you play the last part without it. So then that begs two questions right off the top because you have to figure out when you cut off the clock and uh, what, how do you play to a target score. Now, the, the four-minute mark in, in college basketball, the three-minute mark in the NBA, uh, I like those for a few reasons. I mentioned before that that's the last media timeout in both of those uh, levels. Um, and also that's around the time where you see a leading team with, a, with about a medium-sized lead really start to slow down and play a, a passive style and manipulate the clock. Uh, now, the really serious issues that you see, the fouling and the rushed, sloppy shots, you really don't see that until the final minute but you can't wait too long to shut off the clock or you're going to still run into the same problem. So you have to build in a little bit more of an untimed cushion. So, again, talking 
uh, four minutes for, for college basketball, three minutes for NBA. So then, then you have to figure out, okay, well, what are we playing to? And I'll go back to the college basketball uh, example just because the numbers are work out a little bit easier. If we're going to cut out four minutes of a 40-minute game, we are essentially cutting out 10% of the game, and now we need to find some way to add 10% of it back. Well, if you look at scoring rates in college basketball, it's about 70 points per team per game. 10% of 70 is 7, and so uh, you could add 7 to figure out the target score. So an example would be, uh, let's say if we get to that four-minute mark and the score is uh, 73 to 70. 73 to 70 when we get to that four-minute mark. Okay, we're going to get rid of the clock. 73 plus 7 is 80. We're going to come back. Uh, it's 73 to 70. There's no clock, and we're going to play first team to 80, wins the game. I love it. Bingo. And, and uh, by the way, Nick, uh, Russell is a professor of mathematics, so he would be interested <laughs> in these things. But you had another question. Well, right? and so, so the NBA, you might be adding 10 points or something like that. So – we're going deeper into the game there, where we're, we're cutting out. We're cutting out only three minutes of a forty-eight-minute uh, yeah. game, so we're only cutting out one sixteenth of the game. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so, yep. So we need to put at, put one sixteenth of it back. So there's a plus seven there also. Um, I, 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 again, all those settings could be adjusted if we find that that doesn't work very well. Uh, I wouldn't go lower than a plus seven. Uh, I. Because then, then it's almost like too much of a quick strike. The game to just end in a flash. So I think, I think a plus seven, you need at least that much. But when we when we implemented this for uh, the basketball tournament last summer, we talked about because we don't have the same stockpile of scoring data from years past to figure out. So it was a little bit of a shot in the dark. When's the right time to shut off the clock? When's the right way to set the target score? We talked about uh, under three minutes plus seven. Uh, I was actually favored under four minutes plus eight. But we ultimately went with under four minutes plus seven, and it, it looked it looked good. It worked out really well. Yeah. So my other question is: Have you explored any of this internationally yet? I've explored. I have reached out to some international leagues, and uh, you know, there's so many that uh, there's always one more to reach out to. Um, that's the, so. That's kind of the next phase now is um, reaching out to more and more of them. Um, I'm in the early stages of that, but I think that would absolutely be an exciting. Uh, testing ground for this uh, to look uh, to implement this format. Absolutely, I think you know semi-pro leagues here in the states, men's and women's, um, uh, and, and like you said, international leagues. All those, you know, for me, if it was put to a vote, I'd put this in the NBA or WNBA or Olympics or college Everything. basketball yeah. right right now. Uh, but it doesn't work that way. I think we need to be tested out at other levels before that. So um, internationally, I think uh, would be awesome. And sometimes it's a little bit hard to track down the contact info for some of those leagues, but uh, I'm going to continue to try and continue to reach out to them. So, Nick, I've, I've got a question for you. Is is it more fun for you to be working on the Elam effect and looking at all these numbers and all that stuff or working as a grounds crew member uh, of at the ballpark? Well, uh, great question. I guess – they're not really mutually exclusive, so I guess they can, they can both be fun. One one pursuit doesn't necessarily uh, affect the other. Um, I guess I'm greedy like that. Well, no, nothing wrong with that. Okay, let's talk a yeah. little. Let's talk a little hoops. So you agree with me that we are in a golden age, uh, particularly in the NBA, but I, that obviously filters down to college, right? Mm-hmm. Although I mean, you you 
would find, I mean, I, I enjoy college basketball very much. You'd find many people who say you were concerned about, and it's legitimate concerns about, uh, you know, different scandals going on or just the, the one and done rule, things like that. But overall, I think uh, basketball is absolutely thriving right now as a sport. Yeah. What could, I don't, what's your take on that in terms of college athletes getting play, paid? That, you know, there's always some sort of deal somewhere. I mean, God, I, it, we've been hearing that forever, right? I mean, I remember I was at the ballpark one time uh, with a friend of mine who was an assist, unnamed assistant coach uh, at a local university. And the current, this was God, almost 30 years ago. And the, the current news was about this assistant coach who had been at Iowa and then went to Illinois or vice versa. And he's reading the paper during the game. And he goes, ah, it's those Blazers. And I go, what? He gave him, like, uh, suit coats? He goes, no, everybody got Chevy Blazers. That's the way they got him to come oh, there. You know? I mean, it's this stuff has been going on forever. And doesn't it make sense to at least pay these guys that are bringing all these butts into the seats and wearing the jerseys and all that something? Well, let me – I'll give you a kind of a roundabout answer here. Um you know, that that uh, sort of climate in college sports and in many other areas of sports and society, it's, uh, it's very easy to identify the problem, but it can be very hard to identify the solution. And I, I um, learned that phenomenon and that feeling very much when I first uh, came into a leadership position. You know, my all these uh, sports pursuits, these are just uh, kind of, uh, interests for me and part-time interests and hobbies and things like that for me. Uh, my full-time job, I've been an educator for all my life. And when I first became a school leader, a school principal for the first time, I realized, oh, no, I, I don't get to think about just problems anymore. It's my job to think about solutions <laughs> and, to, and to answer for those solutions. And that can be uh, very difficult to do. So, uh, you know, when I look at different things affecting sports and society, for a lot of them I see the problem. I just don't know what the solution is. I think if I pretended to know, uh, that might kind of water down what I'm trying to say about uh, late game play in basketball. I think that's the one area in sports where I actually do think I've got a solution that would work. Um, I do have ideas, but I'm not nearly as confident or uh, uh, about some of the ideas for other areas as I am about um, you know how we can actually improve play uh, late in basketball games. Well, then I'm not going to ask you for a pick in the Stoke. City, uh, who are they playing? Arsenal, Arsenal game, um, because that that would be a, a step too far. I got. How do people get in touch with you? I mean, or, or uh-huh. keep up. Like, do you have a website for this, the Elam Effect, or what? How do you find out about it? Yeah, so you can read a lot more about the Elam ending if you go to uh, msportsfans.org. That's msportsfans.org. Now, that is a site that uh, I started for this uh, subgroup of, of Mensa members who are interested in sports. And so we'll, we'll blog about uh, this or that topic in sports. And um, you'll find some contact info on that page there where you can email me or uh, you can tweet at me in sports fans. I really don't tweet out a whole lot, and we've only got like uh, a few dozen followers, including a few, <laughs> that includes a few bots. Bots yeah. are very uh, passionate about sports analytics, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't really the idea was to get that as massive following. But, you know, if, it, if anybody is interested in 
contacting me with uh, about the, the concept of the evil ending, I, I love discussing it. So okay, well, cool. our our uh, our tweeter guy, tweet tweet what is it, tweet guy Ted is out today, but uh, we'll we'll have him. We'll try to work on on uh, bringing your numbers up. Hey, it was <laughs> great because I love the I personally love the idea. And when you put it in the context, to me, the big selling point is the game-ending shot. There's always a game-ending shot, which is yeah. – that's it just takes coolness to a whole new le- – le- not leather, letter. <laughs> Thanks a well, lot, yeah. And my, uh, my, my one-sentence pitch that I always uh, try to, to get across is that I think this is a way, the elimining, that we can keep and enhance all that we love about late-game play and eliminate and alleviate what we don't love. All right. Well, thank you very much, Nick. Hopefully we'll talk to you again. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye. Man, that was interesting. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Because the the idea of you can't turn away because you can't know. I mean, it's it's possible. Yeah, the game is all of a sudden a team was not hitting in the first three quarters. They start to heat up. You know, it might be. The, would it be to the advantage of the of the of the strong? Well, every game is, I guess, to the advantage of the stronger bench. Yeah, but I think that the good part of it would be that the team that's ahead, they don't have to go to a passive offense. They continue to be aggressive and run the stuff they know, and stuff that's been working. Whereas on the defensive side, you don't have to give away points. You still feel like, hey, we just got to play our game and we got a chance. Would be down a few more points, but. I mean, it's still possible. So, and, and and coming up to that cutoff time, if you're the team ahead, you want to increase your lead. Yeah. Up until that point, make it easier to win the game. Yeah. So it's not like soccer where sometimes teams play for a draw, things like that. You can keep going forward essentially. And and if you think about it in soccer, the reason the 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 teams that are most interesting to watch are the teams that are hitting it. You know, Man City, they're not going to you know take the day off. I mean, if they're up five nil, they're looking to go seven. You know, not just six. All right, let's go to break. We'll come back with the scores. Are there scores? There are scores. Were there scores last week? There were scores last week. International break scores. We had oh. some. Yep. How did the U.S. do in their friendly? Why they, nothing. Yeah, they won. Oh, cool. All right. You are enjoying STL United Soccer Sunday on AM 590 KFNS. Don't go away. We'll be right back after the short break.